The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the guests' own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of AIHA. AIHA does not endorse any guest or the entity that they represent. On this episode of Healthier Workplaces, the soundscape of occupational health, a conversation about the updated noise manual for OEHS professionals. Welcome to another episode of Healthier Workplaces. I'm Bob Krell, founder and publisher of Healthy Indoors Media and your host for this program from AIHA. Stay with us. The newly updated sixth edition of the Noise Manual is available at the AIHA University Bookstore. This edition contains new chapters on impulse noise, ototoxicants, fit testing, and community exposure. Noise is an omnipresent hazard for industrial hygienists and OEHS practitioners. Find the right information with this valuable resource for noise prevention and more in your workplace and communities. Update your noise knowledge today. Available in print and digital formats. Visit AIHA.org noise for a free preview. Thanks for joining us today. Um, great to have you here at AIHCE 2023. Uh, so we're here to talk about the noise manual, the new edition of it, right? Yep. So, so t tell, first of all, tell us uh, what your involvement is with it. Sure, uh, I, I'll start. I uh, am actually one of the co-editors, one of the four editors on the book, and so I had the pleasure of helping uh, guide the project from start to finish. Uh, as you can imagine, for a book of this size, that was quite a process. Um, working very closely with our lead editor, Deanna Meike, uh, and Elliot Berger and Dennis Driscoll, the other two editors. So this is a very much a labor of love. Nice. And I am a reader and a user of the noise manual. I'm a, a member of the noise committee for AIHA, and um, yeah, I, I bought it last year at the AIHA conference and have been reading it slowly. Uh, haven't gotten all the way through it, but uh, it's been kind of going through. It's been it's a very good read. So let's first talk about what are some of the uh, the key updates and some maybe new features in this new edition? What's changed? I can jump in. So we got a number of new chapters that were kind of badly needed from the fifth edition, which is somewhat dated at this point, all the way back to 2000. Uh, so of course, in the intervening 23 years, we've learned a lot about noise and hearing conservation, and that's reflected in new chapters, for instance, on things like ototoxins, chemicals that can harm hearing even in the absence of noise, as well as protective agents, so potentially drugs or other uh, substances you could take that would protect you from noise. We have a new chapter on brief sounds. These are like impulse or impact sounds that might cause damage in a different way than a more chronic low-level sound. We have chapters on fit testing of hearing protectors. So this is very much a, a, a mature technology at this point that can let us not guess how much protection a worker is getting, but actually measure it and be confident in that. Uh, and a number of other chapters, again, kind of embracing and expanding on discoveries that we've made in the last couple decades. Well, I mean, that'd be similar to the way you do a, a quantitative uh, fit test uh, for uh, respiratory. Absolutely so right. So you're seeing how the device works actually on the individual. Exactly. I'll, I'll just maybe put in a little bit of uh, commentary here. So the, the rating system for earplugs, the noise reduction rating, or NRR, it has been known for 
40 years to be a deeply flawed way to, to understand hearing protection. And with this new fit testing technology that the book describes, you don't need to use that number at all anymore. Now we have an individual number just like for a respirator, as you say. Excellent. We have, as a consultant, we have really pushed uh, hearing fit testing with our uh, with our clients and it's something that can really be helpful because like you said you actually get a a number specific to the individual how much protection they are getting from a particular noise protection device rather than just a number that's uh, published by the EPA that you then have to derate because like you said it's it's a the NRR is, is uh, determined in a laboratory under perfect conditions, and so you have to derate that through an equation, uh, subtracting seven decibels, dividing it by two to give a factor of safety. So by the time you uh, get to that number, you may have started with the NRR of 33, but your derated number is now at 13. And is that really going to be helpful out in the field where if you get a personal attenuation rating, maybe that's 27 still? And you can actually use that number as a how much you've protected your worker. Yeah, and the thing is, it, what's really important is real world, right? What what you're actually getting the actual protection. What's rated, you know, rated on the on the box is, is irrelevant. It's what what's happening in the field with the individual utilizing that protective. Absolutely. Equipment. You know, one other thing I'll add. Another chapter that's new to the book is on hearing conservation program effectiveness. So, kind of tying into this notion of is our hearing protection actually working to protect workers' hearing? Previously, there haven't really been a lot of um, guidance documents that tell you, you know, how do you look at your program and figure out if it's doing what it needs to do? There's the obvious, of course, well, our workers are losing their hearing, which means the program is not working. That's, that's, not a, that's a little late, though. That's you know? a lagging I mean, indicator. That, that is a reactive way of dealing with it. Absolutely. So that can tell you <laughs> something, but this new chapter talks about some more proactive ways that you can do uh, evaluation of the effectiveness of your program, looking at things like noise exposure measurements or fit testing results or evaluating whether workers are actually learning things when you're doing training for hearing conservation. So that's another um, new and I think really important contribution to the field. Nice. Why, why do you believe that it is uh, the new noise manual's an essential source for professionals? And uh, I guess, more, more importantly, uh, what makes it stand out from other publications in the field? You know, because obviously there's other, there's other documentation out there, other, other prescriptive things. Uh, what, why is it the best? Well, I, I'll jump in and say, as an editor, I am 100% biased on this, which I absolutely <laughs> recognize. Um, but I honestly do think the previous versions of the noise manual, which I didn't have any affiliation with, were uh, often considered like the Bible of hearing conservation, because it was really the only book out there that was one-stop shopping for any topic you could imagine uh, with regards to protecting the hearing of workers. And so we had a great base already from the previous edition that we built on and expanded. And I think the, the existing excellent base plus the new contents really makes this, uh, once again, the book to go to for virtually any topic on hearing conservation. Now, if you want to design a specific noise control for a very specific application, you know, might you want to get a second book on noise control? It's probably a good idea. Uh, but for a broad introduction to, to any topic of relevance to hearing conservation, this really is the only place to go. Yeah, I think uh, what I've noticed is that a lot of the books that are available to talk about noise are part of, uh, uh, the book is large and, and it's it's about other topics, not just noise, whereas is the noise manual is specific to noise and it has all of the, uh, all of the topics within noise 
uh, in the noise world that you would want to see and and have a better understanding on. Uh, and it's something that, like, I, I when I bought the book, I, sh I was showing it to my kids, and they could look at some of the illustrations and pictures and understand what was going on. It wasn't just uh, a textbook with no illustrations or any, you know, nothing you could understand. It's it's really well well written and uh, easy to follow. Um, won't put you to sleep <laughs> as quickly as some of the other books I've tried to read in the past so that are technical in nature. So it's technical, but it's not. It, it's also user friendly to the extent that you don't have to be a necessarily a professional expert in that area to be Correct. able to yeah. utilize it. And, and that's actually quite by design. So in contrasting the fifth edition to the sixth edition, the sixth edition we very intentionally introduced like tips and tricks and call outs that really let you know, you know, if you don't have time to read this whole chapter, here's the eight points you absolutely have to take away. You know, of course we prefer people read the, the whole thing, but as sure. you say, that's not a, a, a short endeavor. Uh, but making it, you know, not quite in the uh, hearing conservation for dummies format, but more along those lines where there's uh, very obvious evident takeaways that we really want you to get. And I, and I like that it has, it's broken up in the chapters by topics. So you can, if you need to go look at, you know, peak noise levels uh, specifically, and you have a question about that, you can go to that chapter and there's tons of information on that specific topic within the noise manual, whereas uh, maybe it's not as broken up as in, in other books and things like that. Let's try to highlight or have you highlight some of the practical applications and benefits that, that you, you, you know, from that information and guidance is provided in this new edition of the noise manual. You know, okay. How is that going to actually assist a professional in their daily tasks sure. and their daily work? So th this is a perfect question for me because as a consultant, we are the, uh, the expert for our, our clients. And when I, when I say expert, that doesn't necessarily mean I know everything that there is to know about noise. I can go to this type of publication, and, and I have. I've, I've gone to the noise manual before uh, recently because uh, I had a question about impulse noise and trying to see you know what kind of if we have noise asymmetry data what parameters should i be looking at what should i what should i not be looking at is is one better than the other and how do i look at things like las max versus lz peak when can i use uh, one of those for comparing to a peak noise level and which one should i be using so it's it's really helpful to to professionals like me that there's something out there that you can get a reference material that you can go look at and find out answers to those questions. If you might not be as knowledgeable, or even if you have knowledge, you can learn something else. Uh, I'll add that you know, a, a book like this that's broken up into chapters that cover specific topics, uh, each one of those topics, of course, you can go super deep on. Uh, and some people may need deep knowledge on a, a particular question like impulse or brief noise. Other people might just want to get a sense of, well, what's the overall uh, construction of a hearing conservation program look like? What do I need to have in that program? And there's a separate chapter on that, too. So it, the, the comprehensiveness, the fact that it's pretty approachable, uh, that there are, again, some takeaways if you only have a moment to look at this, but also that you can dive really deep, again, I think makes this just a, a really useful resource especially for someone who might be new to hearing conservation. Yeah. So I think there's been an explosion in the scientific literature on topics like ototoxins. So this idea that 
chemicals in the workplace might be damaging your workers' hearing. Uh, again, even among workers who don't have noise exposure. It's one thing for that to be in the peer-reviewed scientific literature where those papers absolutely put people to sleep, even though they're, they're important. <laughs> uh, we've taken that and kind of digested it and made it usable to the end user, the industrial hygienist, who can then turn around and more effectively protect their workers. So that's kind of elevating something that's been known in the scientific community for a couple decades, but might be more recently introduced to the general IH profession. Likewise, on the, the technology front, you know, the chapter on noise exposure assessment talks about how to pick individual technologies that might be appropriate for your particular exposure scenario. So as a, a novice industrial hygienist, you don't just have to guess or throw a dart at you know, which type of equipment you're going to use, you can get some informed guidance. So kind of embracing and integrating that technology and trying to educate the reader on how to use it most effectively, I think is a real strength of the book. I haven't gotten that chapter yet. <laughs> <So> I'll <laughs> Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, this is the sixth edition of the Noise Manual. There's going to be future ones, right? I mean, th this, is, this is a document that is constantly probably undergoing uh, evolution, right, I, as it goes forward. So, uh, you know, how do you envision th this moving forward, you know, as, you know, the, the next edition and, and more ways that, you know, you'll evolve this topic? From an editorial perspective, I think there's some exciting things that have been and continue to happen uh, in the printing space. So, you know, when I bought my very first fourth edition of the Noise Manual, it was just a single physical book. You know, the idea now that maybe you can buy some bundled chapters. Maybe I don't need to know everything about noise control, but I'm really responsible for training and hearing protection use. So I can get a book that's a little more tailored and, and just has the content I need. I think that's an exciting way that the book might continue to proceed. The other thing with online resources is inevitably every textbook is always published with errors, no matter how hard sure. the editors try. And so those things can be updated online. We can push those updates out to, to users so we can keep it a, a little more fresh uh, while we wait for the seventh edition. And to be clear, that's not coming anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> this one took plenty of time. <laughs> one thing I'm looking forward to is uh, adding some topics, things like uh, statistical analysis of noise. I know that there's a little bit in there, but uh, one of the topics that I'm speaking on at the conference this week is uh, Bayesian noise uh, analysis um, using the IHDA stat tool and you know ways that it's it was uh, explained to us initially, and noise was just kind of left out of all that, um, of the statistical world. Um, but I, if you want to come, I guess, I don't know when this will be broadcast. but I can't actually tell you. We're okay. shooting a bunch of segments here at the event. Uh, it, it'll, it'll be out this summer sometime. Okay. okay. Well, um, yeah, my topic is tomorrow, so uh, it'll be too late. But it's, it's going to be recorded and in, in virtual, so you could go back and watch it. Uh, but my topic that I'm speaking on is uh, statistical noise analysis using BDA stats. And uh, the way it's been taught previously, uh, not a big fan of. So I, I kind of worked out a, a what I think is a better way to do things. And so maybe some of those uh, those emerging technologies and, and new, new ideas and, and processes could be included in it moving forward. 
I'll just piggyback on that. You bring up a great point. I think historically, you know, air contaminants and surface contaminants have been treated as one type of hazard. Yep. Noise has been very different. It's been treated differently. It hasn't been included in some of these mathematical modeling uh, documents and, and guidance materials. I think, you know, a seventh edition might do a better job at, at integrating those things. So we just truly start to recognize noise as another hazard, not a, a very different one that needs to be handled or, or considered uh, as, you know, different or lesser than a carcinogen or some other uh, airborne chemical. So will you be editing that one? I <laughs> can neither confirm nor deny that. Uh, actually, I can deny that, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing with volunteer work. You know, it, it, it's very rewarding, but it's very taxing. It is. Uh, and I will say the community of authors for this book was phenomenal. They did great work. The, the group of editors that I had the, the pleasure of working with were amazing. Um, and I hope the readers can sort of uh, reflect on just how much work went in to make this document and to try to make it as, as useful and appealing as possible. So, Rick, Colin, thanks, thanks for joining us here today. I'm really excited about this new edition of the Noise Manual, and uh, you know, I encourage everybody to see your session tomorrow on on that. It's tomorrow, right? Yes, okay. tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Okay, excellent. So, um, our coverage uh, from AIHCE 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona, will continue. Um, we're here for the special edition episodes of the Healthier Workplaces show. I'm the host of that show, Bob Krell, uh, founder and publisher of Healthy Indoors Magazine and Media. And uh, we're going to be here doing live segments and recorded segments and all kinds of great stuff for throughout the event. So uh, definitely uh, you'll be seeing this stuff coming out over the next several months. It's pretty exciting. And, yeah. uh, you know, definitely enjoy this event. It's So far it's been great. At day one, I, I've been loving it. So. Absolutely. Thanks so much Excellent. for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank Thanks, you, gentlemen. Take care. All right. So that's our show for this week. We'll be back again with another episode of Healthier Workplaces. Until next time, I'm Bob Krell. Stay healthy.